0: Hey everyone, Tucker Dixon here with your weekly recap. Last week, we traveled to the birthplace of NFL great and first round draft pick, Dan Marino. That's right, Pennsylvania. In the main event, Carl tried to butter us up with the tale of a man that would get steaming mad and his selfishness would end up putting him in a pinch. Should I keep shelling out these puns or are they tanking? Vinny's creep realized that sometimes dreams should just remain dreams. He was having nightly sex parties with up to five younger girls, but all he wanted was some damn peace and quiet. The mistake he made was the screwdriver needed to go into his ears. And once again, I have the biggest and girthiest, creep from Pennsylvania, Johnny Sins, for always making me feel inadequate. Anyways, that's all I got for this week. Tucker, out.
1: Attention parents, what you're about to see is not suitable for kids shoot it's not even suitable for some grown-ups you might want to walk away now if you ain't into these type of things i'm going to give the people what they want sensation horror
2: shock i'm going to deliver the goods because i'm alive and i'm not backing down cuckoo cuckoo oh
3: that kills people
4: disgusting vomit inducing thing
2: hola creepos welcome to another edition of your favorite true crime podcast the show about creeps by creeps for you creeps my name is Vinny. i am your humble humble host joining me for <laughs> humble since what for
4: episode you're the people's champ and the greatest thing that's ever happened uh, i, I-, I was now give you're you a- humble I was, give
2: you a- I was gonna give you a really nice intro but now you're just getting this
4: I was a real jerk.
2: It's Carl.
4: What has happened Vinnie Paulino? Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Show
2: 100. This is uh, very nice. Did I'm you such think we were nice, going to get to 100
4: ha- episodes? No. I didn't either. I'm no. shocked.
2: But I really am happy to celebrate such a nice, sweet holiday together and what is going to be go down as one of the most horrific creep-offs that we've ever done. I'm looking forward to it as well, my friend. And I have to say
4: that we are very thematic, you and I. We didn't try to do this. But you have the uh, pink hitman representing Valentine's Day, and I have the Rochester New York t-shirt on representing the subject of today's creep-off. I think that we both
2: look adorable. We, I know. We really are a cute couple, aren't we? Let's go get ourselves a garbage <laughs> plate after this. Put some of that meat sauce in my veins, baby. Now, ladies and gentlemen... We have to talk about last week. Last week, we went to the state of Pennsylvania. Yes. And it was not close.
4: Yeah, I I had the best one ever. It was a lobster. What the fuck? How did that happen?
2: You got destroyed. (laughs) Oh, please. (laughs) What is going on here? How does Lobster Boy not win? Because my guy was sticking screwdrivers in the ears of prostitutes and, like, electrocuting them in a pit in his basement. Uh, You know what? You know
4: what, Vinny? I'm not disappointed in myself. I'm disappointed in the listeners that they would
2: fall for that Buffalo you know, Bill bullshit. Hey, Carl. You know what? What? Winhausen for the Winhausen. All right. What's the score in this game right now? I am so lost. Our website's been down for decades. Well, great news, everybody. Our website is up, and I am now currently up four to three. Is it four to three? Shit. Which means this, this is, is game, game point. point for me. And next week, Carl could be spinning the wheel uh, in episode one hundred and one. So annoying. I need to win this
4: week so I can start getting Patreon money again.
2: I'm sorry. What would you say, Carl?
4: Excelsior. Mm-hmm.
2: True believers. Mm-hmm. You get nothing. Mm-hmm. You get nothing and you like it. So that being said, I have to go first today, but I really love our theme. We decided for our 100th episode we are going to celebrate the town that Carl and I call home. That's right. The Flower City. That's right. Rochester, NY. The beautiful city on the Genesee. That's right. Right on the on the coast of Lake Ontario. Looking right over to Canada. One of the most northern points of the country, actually, is where we live, Carl. No, that can't be true. We're we're up pretty far north. Maine's way further north than we are, isn't it? Sure. Okay.
4: Whatever. What am I, Vic? I know how maps work. I once said there were these guys who were in from out of town, these Twitch streamers I was hanging out with, and we were sitting at the Dinosaur, which is a barbecue restaurant that... uh, Originated in Syracuse, but that's neither here nor there. It's in downtown Rochester. And we were looking out at the, at the mighty Genesee, and I said, you know. This they is- had to get out of Syracuse this is really the yes. issue. Yes, <laughs> like everything else, it, it got out of there. So I said to these uh, Twitch streamers, I said, yes, this is the mighty Genesee that you're seeing out this window. One of only two rivers that flows north, the Nile oh, and you. the Genesee. Because that's what I learned growing up in Rochester, that Where did you special. learn that? And they looked it up and went, there's dozens and dozens of rivers that flow north. I was like, oh, okay. I was going to
2: say, there's a <laughs> lot of rivers that do that. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I thought that was one of yeah, one of two. Yeah, we did not have a very good public education system. No, we did not. And if you Google it, still don't.
4: They tried to make us feel special. They're like, by the way, guys, uh, Kodak's going away and Xerox isn't a thing anymore.
2: Bausch Lam will be gone. But we got this river that flows north. We're so oblivious <laughs> to what's happening in the city. Kodak disappeared. We didn't even take a picture. Mm, I get it. Come on, I get it. That company didn't know it, a digital camera was till 2012. They
4: invented digital photography in the <laughs> and 70s. They didn't know it existed. <laughs> They're
2: the shittiest company. <laughs> All have. right,
4: enough about our gripes with our hometown. Let's get
2: into the creepiest creeps from Rochester. <laughs> All right, Carl, my creep today. I got to say, it's very suiting that we talk about him on Valentine's Day. Okay. Because he really is Rochester's Romeo uh-huh. at heart. Uh, uh-huh. Carl, you've heard the name before. Yep. Because yep. you and I are roughly the same age, and this man was on the news quite a bit in our youth. He was, and not just in Rochester. He was all over the country. He might be the most famous Rochesterian in be. true crime circles. He's definitely up there.
4: I want to point out that Vinny did this thing where he Googled something and took the first result on the first page, the thing that he knocks me for doing all the time. But please, go actually, on and tell Carl, us about this gentleman. It was
2: actually more obvious than that. I didn't even have to Google. <laughs> yeah, I, I just was like, yeah, my creep is Arthur Shawcross. Yes, it is. How do you not? This guy, honest to God, is Hall of Fame caliber yep. in any Hall of Fame. This guy is just disgusting. He's the main reason I'm not a street walker. (laughs) You're not a walker. (laughs) So this guy was so violent and brutal, it's, like, shocking. And he was also shockingly stupid for a guy who got away with as much as he did for a very long time. This guy's IQ car was in the mid-80s. I know people like that. (laughs) Podcast with them regularly. And they're in the Navy. Anyway. So here's what's going to happen here. There's a lot of information. And here's what I've done, ladies and gentlemen. I have made sure that I do not have boring facts in this. Okay. I am trying to stick to atrocity. Good. Okay? But Thank there you. is a shit ton of it, and I'm going to try to do this efficiently as possible. Read it as fast as you can. Okay. And go. He's a fucking weird kid. Okay? okay? First thing, growing up, he did baby talk until he was eight years old. <laughs> like, he was just walking around, baby, baby. My chalky Milk. Like Don't this is my Chucky Milk. It's mine. Like, this is uh, the way he was. As an eight-year-old, all the way up to being eight years old. We talked about the education system here in the city. Well, when he was born, his parents took him to Watertown. Okay. Not too long after his birth. So he grew up in Watertown. Which is north of Syracuse. Yeah. And of has a little bit of that Syracuse taint to it. Interesting fun fact. When he was five years old, his mother took him to a doctor because she was concerned about how large his penis was. His mother discussed this with people. She claims that the doctor told her that this kid had the dick of a 16-year-old at five.
4: <laughs> that's not the number I throw out there. Right. I'm just saying, how do you know that, <laughs> Yeah, mom. Uh,
2: That's gross. Now, according to Arthur, he and his mother had a very special relationship. I have pulled some clips of Arthur having a conversation with some people doing a documentary. And Carl, tell me you are not skeeved out by this. Please watch your monitor. Can you?
3: Describe what happened to you as a kid
1: My mother When I was four Introduced me to Something I don't want to talk about in front of you
2: Why so bashful art? Well,
1: really
3: It's okay, honestly, that's what I said before that
1: Yeah, well
3: If you can, I'd like you to be frank
1: she had me put my head between your legs, and that's hard to talk about. Hey, that's fucked up.
2: Uh, he claims his mom made him perform Cunnilingus her from the age of, like, five. Yeah, I mean, it's never too, uh,
4: too early to get started practicing.
2: <laughs> yeah, now, that's a lumpy, gross-looking man, right? Yes. Yeah, he is disgusting. Correct. He had a million head traumas, by the way, as a kid. That oh, head is lumpy I as bet He was, had a face only a mother could love. Now, apparently his aunt Tina loved his face, too, because she also made him perform cunnilingus on her. And that was always his favorite form of intimacy. He was a big fan of the cunnilingus. By the time he was 14, he claims that he was regularly having oral sex with his sister, Jeannie, and his cousin, Linda. You know, if only
4: Pornhub was around back then, this has got to be like the most popular streamer I mean, in the he world. he looks like
2: he's Rochester's Ron Jeremy. <laughs> right. He's got a huge fucking cock, and he just <laughs> fucking goes down on anything. And he legitimately goes down on anything. Uh, He was in another relationship with a young girl who lived nearby and was caught by her brother while performing oral sex on her. The brother supposedly threatened to tell their parents unless Arthur performed oral sex on him as well. What the fuck is wrong with these people? (laughs) Fucking Watertown, New York is what's wrong with these people. Fucking that close to Syracuse. It's not healthy. Yeah. It was at this time that Arthur's craving for sex became insatiable, and he continued to have oral sex whenever the opportunity presented itself. Um, He was not into penetration. He would lose his erection if he was inside of a vagina, apparently. <laughs> this is something his ex-wives collaborated. The old
4: rope pusher.
2: Now, soon an event happened that changed everything Arthur knew or felt about sex. Now, he is being abused since he's five years old, and he is abducted by a man after school who held him in his car and performed oral sex on Arthur. Okay. Okay. And Arthur was unable to reach orgasm, and the man became very angry and brutally sodomized him and dropped him off at his house. Just for not coming? Yes. Wow, I didn't realize there was such ramifications for not coming. At that point, Shawcross, for the rest of his life, could not reach an orgasm without pain being involved. Isn't that great? Jacking it, jacking it, jacking it jack- Did I mention he was also very stupid? Yes, you did mention that. By the time he's 16, he just made it into eighth grade. Okay. So that's pretty far behind. He was a violent, weird kid, and he was also very cruel to animals. Uh, His sexual escapades was not just with the the neighbor kids. He wasn't just playing Chocolate Rain under the porch or uh, Acid Rain or whatever fucking Jim Norton used to play. He also used to have sex with animals. It definitely wasn't Chocolate Rain. I was wondering what the fuck you were talking about. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Was it Acid? Monster Rain. (laughs) Monster Monster Rain. God damn it. In particular... Uh, He used to have sex with cows, sheep, and horses. And he also killed a chicken while fucking it. Did he have a preference? Like, if I was getting into that game for the first time, what would he recommend? I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. You don't know. Okay. Whatever that lumpy lump of a fucking kid could get into. He fucking killed a chicken with his giant dick. Yeah. As a child. Hmm. He never graduates from high school. He drops out. He spends the next few years going from job to job. He's getting arrested for petty theft. And in 1964, he married a woman. Then they separated after she had a son. And the reason they separated is because he beat the kid out of her lobster boy style. Mm. And then he gave up the rights to the kid. So he's violent towards his one relationship. Yeah. And he's violent towards everybody. 1967. What do you do with a violent a violent creep? Send him to Vietnam. Ah, good, yes. He got that drafted, but, be- him. but before he, got, he left for Vietnam, he got married to his second wife, a Christian scientist woman named Linda. So he has had two wives at this point. He's not an attractive gentleman. He's not smart. What is, what is with these women? I could not tell you, but they love him. The women love Artie. So he ships out, and he has what is described as one of the most insane Vietnam stories ever. This guy, nobody knows what happened with him over there. But he was in the infantry, and then he also ended up working as a supply clerk when they sent him back to America a year later. I know
4: what happened to him over there. The same thing happened to everyone else. They were having fun in the carnival. I saw the South Park episode.
2: Mm-hmm, There's mm-hmm. a Ferris wheel, and they're all having a great, grand old time. Well, according to him, he liked uh, the violence a little too much. Oh, okay. Especially being. Uh, violent to the enemy and their prostitutes. Mm. He uh, fucked up some Asian prostitutes pretty bad, Carl. Okay. One was 11 years old. He said that Vietnam Vietnam brought out his animal instincts. All of his bloodlust, he believed, was justified by the horrors of the conflict. So he was like, I can do whatever I want to. It's a fucking crazy-ass war. Yeah. Would you like to hear him tell one of his Vietnam stories, Carl? Sure.
3: He says he tracked two Viet Cong women in the jungle, ambushed them, and tied one to a tree alive while he cut up and cooked the other,
1: and I took the leg, the right leg from that woman's body, from the knee to the hip. Took the skin off, took the cords out, took the fat off, and it was only about that big around anyway. And I had crushed rock salt in my one of my ammo pouches, and I sprinkled the water on it. And I'm staring at this other girl. 'Cause I don't know if she speaks English or whatever, or broken English. And I'm putting a rock solid on it and I'm sitting there cooking over a fire. You know? And when I bit into it, looking at staring this other girl in the eye, she just urinated right there. You know.
2: Some fucking charmer, huh? That's some story. Holy shit. Uh would you like to hear some more of his Vietnam <laughs> stories, I think I do, yeah. He also claims wow. quote, I was with some guys, R-O-K Koreans, who took a whore and put a fire hose hose inside of her and turned on the water. That's fun. She She died almost instantly. Her neck jumped up about a foot from her body. Do you think he, like, jumped in? It? it was like, we like a kid on a hot day, just jumping over the prostitute fountain? I'm just wondering if, like, she wasn't wet enough or something, why they would even do that in the first place. Uh, well, another time, he says, quote, we took another whore and tied her to two small trees, legs to the trees, bent down. Okay. She had a razor blade inside her vagina. She was cut from her anus to her chin. Mm. Then the trees were let go. She slit in half. Jesus left her hanging between the two trees. This may be why I did what I did to those girls. He said, "Oh God." So, can we agree this guy is an absolute psychotic? Well, imagine if animal he did this to monster. Real people. <laughs> Maybe they weren't real, Carl. Maybe this is all just stories he made up in his sick mind because yeah. nobody is able to verify this shit. But uh, it came out of his mouth, and he claims it. He got back to America in September 1968. They assigned him to Fort Still in Lawton, Oklahoma, as an armorer. His second wife, Linda, appeared. Several aspects of his disturbing behavior started uh, coming out. He started setting fires and beating her up. An army psychiatrist told her that Shawcross gained, quote, sexual enjoyment from the fire starting and that you should commit him. Yeah. You should have this man committed. Okay. And they they did, and and they locked him up, and everyone was happy No, no, no. Linda went and had a conversation with Art's mom, and she was like, you want to lock up this pussy eating machine? (laughs) Are you crazy? Are you crazy? Arthur Shawcross ended up in jail and served two years of a five-year sentence after he burnt down a place he worked at. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. his wife leaves him. I bet that boss was a real dick at that place. Yeah, showed him. He's back in Watertown. He's God. completely fucking deranged. I've noticed that. Uh, no one wants to be around him because the only thing he talks to people about, like he grew up in this town, and they seem as like, "Hey, there's the weird baby talking guy." Hey, Art, how yep. how you doing? <laughs> when well, I was in Nam, I split open a prostitute. I tired her legs. Like, okay, Art, good to see you. <laughs> Welcome back to town. Nobody wanted to be around this guy, so he starts hanging around with kids. Mm, okay, that's good. Mm, no it's not really good it's, it's bad, not good actually. with deranged
4: people I got with kids oh, okay. it is
2: really really I, bad I've only done 100 of these episodes so I, I still have a lot to learn Jack Blake was a young little child and uh, Art used to like to take him fishing with him Okay, and uh, Jack's mother found out she was hanging out with Artie Shawcross and was like you cannot be around this guy I don't want you around him and he's like nah Artie's fine he tells me all these great stories it's like these strict parents man they just gotta learn that you push kids towards crazy you gotta let a kid decide <laughs> yeah, exactly what crazy is for themselves but right. apparently this this jack kid did not want to be around arthur because arthur took him and another kid fishing one time okay and they were walking they went back to this rock quarry he goes kid you think you're scared i gotta go walk back alone that old gag that anyway old chestnut so they're like walking by this rock quarry with the other kid and jack goes running ahead and uh, Arthur's like, get back here. And like the kid wasn't listening. So he grabbed the other kid by the arm, mm-hmm. by the wrist. Now keep in mind, this is a big, strong guy. He's sure. like six foot, like 270, but he was a nine. He's muscles and he's got huge, giant fucking hands. What are you attracted
4: to him? The way no, you're describing No, He's this just guy. a fucking
2: monstrous person. <laughs> he grabs this kid with his fucking hand. Talk mon- about his, his giant cock again, too, Vinny, while you're there. <laughs> fucking Holy mongoloid. Shit. So he Let's grabs see that dick. Kid. He grabs this kid yeah. and dangles him over the side of this quarry. And he goes, I'm going to drop him and kill him if you don't get back here. Okay. And, like, this other kid's crying and pissing himself. And Jackie was like, no, no, don't hurt him. And he didn't want to hang out with him after that. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, so the kid, you know, learns for himself. But apparently one day he decided he was just going to fucking go fishing with Art anyway. And they never saw him again. Okay. The mother's like, where the fuck is my kid? He was hanging out with this guy. And Art's like, I don't know. I work at the mill. I don't know. I just go fishing sometimes. I see the kids down there. And like, all right, Mr. Shawcross, thanks for telling us about Vietnam. You have a great day. Well, no one can
4: accuse us of reading Wikipedia pages the way you're presenting this. (laughs)
2: Keep going. Dude, I've been rewriting this shit. Like, I've been reading this for days at this point. It's such a goddamn crazy story. So he's not even a suspect until... Another eight-year-old girl named Karen Ann Hill is, just disappears, and they find her dead body under the bridge where Art always goes fishing. Was she hot? He was caught after neighbors witnessed the murderer with the girl near a bridge shortly before her death. Oh, so bitch, now, bitch, bitch. They got this guy pretty close to two dead bodies. Okay. So now they bring him in. They arrest him, and he makes a deal with the prosecutors. Mm-hmm. He'll tell them where Jack Blake's body is. And they said, we're going to let you plead guilty to one charge of manslaughter. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Why would they do that? They never charged him for Jack Blake's murder. Now, here's what they didn't realize when they made this deal. He ended up telling a psychiatrist later what he did to Jack Blake because he showed them where the body was. Uh-huh. And the body was, like, months later, and it was in the woods, mm-hmm. so there was nothing left. Okay. But Art strangled this kid to death, fucked him, and then left him there. Then he came back and would jerk off on the body. Then he would leave. And then one day he came back a couple days later, chopped off the penis, ate it. Oh. Then fucked the body again. Oh. And it was out there until it was just gone. There was just bones. I don't know about you, Vinny. I don't like mixing food with sex.
4: I don't find that to be... On, you know i don't like the whipped cream on the nipples i don't need any of that shit there's a thing i believe the, in. you know eating a penis there's such a
2: thing as too much pleasure right Carl. there's just too right, much right right one thing at a time yes so he claims manslaughter and why he killed this girl karen ann hill was because he was upset he was emotionally upset and distraught okay after she witnessed him pooping under the bridge Oh, well that is embarrassing. Yeah. He was just very upset. <laughs> yeah. it's like Carl peeing at work. Right. He can't handle it. Arthur could not be seen. Even though he's under <laughs> like in the town under the bridge and he's taking a shit, that's what he claims. And he was embarrassed and he things got out of hand. Okay. So he's given a twenty five year sentence. He's out in fifteen years. Oh, they release man. him on parole in nineteen eighty seven. So he was a good boy in prison then? I guess. Yeah. He's still married to this lady, Linda. And he can't find a place to live every town he goes to. They're just married legally. She doesn't want anything to do with them, though, right? Right. Okay. Actually, you know what? I apologize. I really fucked up the story. Ladies and gentlemen, three weeks after he murdered little Jack Blake, he married his third wife, Rose. Oh, this is the third wife. Okay. And uh, she was pregnant with this kid. Was she uh, eight years old, by any chance? No, she was an adult. She stayed with him through his first prison sentence for murdering a child. Wow. Even though they know he killed two kids. So this woman's also an idiot. This woman is dumb as fuck. Yeah, Rose is a dumb fuck. I don't that, mind that saying that was redundant. It. By the way, I apologize for. We're gonna that. talk about how fucking stupid Rose is in a couple minutes. <clears throat> they can't find a place to live. They go to Binghamton, New York. He's under like strict probation. Well, that's rules. no place to live, <laughs> dude. <laughs> the mayor showed up with the cops yeah. and said, "Get this fucking guy out of this town." Yeah, they dragged him to the town lines. He he tried to go to these little towns. He went to Rose's hometown. They threw him the fuck out. The family found out what he did. He could not find a place to live. Mm -hmm. He had to go to the parole board and say, I cannot find a place where I can go. So you know where they sent him, Carl? Rochester, New York? The Cadillac Hotel (laughs) in Rochester, New York. Carl, would you describe the Cadillac Hotel to the people? It's one of these places
4: in the the city where if – there hadn't been a murder that morning in the room that you're staying in. Then it happened the day before
2: that morning. And you just got lucky. <laughs> yeah. This place is, it's like the bum hotel. Yeah, and you, you rent the rooms by the minute
4: because you're just banging a prostitute and then you get out. It's not like you actually want to sleep there. It's funny when they finally uh, shut the place down, which was just recently. Yeah, like a couple years ago. They released all the photos uh, inside these rooms because no one I know has ever obviously stayed there. girl. it is gross. <laughs> disgusting. Shit. It was like disgusting. shit
2: everywhere. But either way. They set him up in Rochester. He gets a little apartment down on Alexander Street, Carl. Mm, nice. And he's, he's living down. Street. Me too. It's a fun nice little hub. Nice yeah. It's a little hub about town. Yeah. They tore down his old apartment. It's no longer there. Oh. But uh, he lived there with Rose. And uh, it's now 1988. He gets a shit job at a factory making macaroni salad. Okay. He's Which, start-
4: by the way, we'd need a lot of macaroni salad because it is an ingredient of the garbage plate. So that's a very
2: Rochester-type job. Correct. He's, he's Mr. Rochester right yes. here. Yes. So he starts sexually harassing a 24-year-old girl at work. Mm-hmm. Turns out the 24-year-old's mom works there, too, okay. and is charmed by Art. Oh, she loves him. Oh, boy. <laughs> she loves him. Her name's Clara. And uh, she liked him so much they had a little bit of an affair, and Arthur used to borrow her car. Because Art used to ride a bike everywhere. That bulbousy fuck would just be riding his little bike around. And she would let him borrow his car. He would just take off with her car. He'd say he's going fishing. And he'd go fishing at night. But little did she know what he was doing was he was using her car to go get hookers. Okay. So Rose had no idea he was cruising around inside this lady's car. This lady had no idea he was going to get hookers in her car. And he claimed he was going fishing. This guy is just a liar. He's a manipulator. But for some reason fucking these women are just fucking letting him get away with this bullshit sure but do you realize how crazy this is <laughs> yes okay I do <laughs> you know where his favorite place to go was Carl where was his favorite place his favorite place to go was Lake Avenue yep to go pick up whores. There in fact go. Lake Avenue was immortalized in a fantastic song right Carl what's that I'm in
4: all night Taken down
2: we're gonna lose money on that video now Yeah, we're gonna get taken off of uh, youtube when you do that well we're anyway. on rumble now so it doesn't fucking matter so uh, i just <laughs> want to say rev on the red line is about rochester new york and it is about lake avenue which is very funny it's an industrial area folks it's an easy place to find drugs or a hooker a woman named dorothy blackburn ended up going on a date with arthur in that little car mm-hmm. and uh his thing was the 69 with yep. the hookers Apparently, she was a little too toothy. (laughs) Okay. So he strangled her to death, then drove her to a park. Would you ever go down on a hooker, Vinny? No.
4: That sounds like a horrible idea. Yeah. Even if my IQ
2: was in the 70s, I wouldn't go down on a hooker. Oh,
4: God. This guy's a
2: special kind of fucking crazy. Yeah. Okay. He liked what he did. He he went back after he dropped off her body. He drove around to see if anybody noticed she was missing Mm -hmm. or if anything weird was going on. This is now his fucking hunting ground. All the hookers knew him is a guy named Mitch. Now, Blackburn's body was found in 1988. The cold had preserved her body, but flowing water had washed off all the forensic evidence. But they did notice a part of her vagina had been cut away with a knife. Okay. The next victim this time was not a prostitute, but a 58-year-old homeless woman named Dorothy Keller, who worked at a diner Arthur frequented. She was a homeless person who worked at a diner? They let her clean up and shit. <laughs> Weird. He befriended her. I've uh, never heard of homeless people having jobs. The 80s were really different than today. Fucking Reagan, man. (laughs) You you get to work, you bum, and go back to the streets when you're done. Trickle down works, man. He starts having an affair with this one. Now he's fucking the homeless lady. Okay. One day she accompanied him fishing. They spent a large part of the day fishing and fucking. And then it started raining, and they got into an argument. And he beat her over the head with a log. He hid her body under fallen trees before going back home. He later returned to the body jerked off took off her head and dumped it into the river Jagged it jagged it, it jack the remains were later found by fishermen next victim patty ives prostitute lake avenue next victim Frances brown who was another lake ave prostitute but she did have an interesting death story according to arthur uh, she died by choking on his penis. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a way that I'd want to murder someone. That I wouldn't mind if people found out about yeah, that. Yeah, he choked her to death with his dick while he was performing oral sex on her uh, because apparently he was on top yep. and just fucking choked this woman out. And then he continued to have oral sex with her body post-mortem. Now, June Stotts is a friend of both Arthur and Rosie. Arthur's next victim as well. She was, quote, mildly retarded. Mm-hmm. Arthur spotted her by the river one day. We call that Vinny like in these parts. No, you don't. We don't? Oh, okay. Stop it. Stop being mean to me. <laughs> so, this, so this Vinny like woman, yeah. Arthur suggests the two went for a ride together. The two drove down to the beach where he had sex with her. And then, after she started, when he said, You're not a virgin anymore, she freaked out and started screaming. Okay. Because she was obviously like a slow. She's like, I'm not. Oh, God. I don't know. And she started screaming and freaking out. So what he decided to do is, you know what? I'm just going to choke her. So he choked her out. Yeah. I think think that's the right move in that situation. But then he chopped up her body Uh and placed a blanket over. Okay. And then he left. Mm -hmm. But uh, he also cut out part of her vagina and some other organs. And uh, he ate those. Oh, yeah. yeah. You want to take something home with you. Next up, Maria Welch, another prostitute. Elizabeth Gibson, another prostitute. Does he cook these vaginas before he eats them? Nope. And penises, he just eats them raw. Here's a fun one. Yeah. June Cicero. They went to a deserted area to have sex, but Arthur failed to perform. He strangled her to death and dropped the body from a bridge on the Salmon River. He returned to the site two days later with a handsaw, cut out her vagina, and ate it again. I feel like if Viagra had been invented before all of this, a lot
4: of this could have been avoided.
2: Yeah. You know so, what I mean?
4: Because the problem with, uh, with Art is that...
2: Uh, are you a boner guy? He was not. Would you like to hear him discuss it? Sure. Here's, here, I'll answer your own questions. This uh, documentary that we've been watching the clips from was specifically about his cannibalism. Okay.
3: Cross claims he ate. Watch him try to flirt with this girl. Of his prostitute victims. Can you tell me about
2: blinking monster? What
3: cannibalism occurred with your victims, your prostitute victims.
1: Uh, you know what? I misread.
3: Did you cannibalize? any of your prostitute victims? Mm.
1: Three.
3: What happened?
1: What did I do? Mm. (laughs) That's hard to talk about, lady. Well, I, uh, cut parts of the body out. One part vagina and uh, assumed that.
4: What a dick. I don't know.
2: Did you hear that, Carl? He cut out their vaginas.
4: So that's not an easy part to cut out of somebody, right? It's not really like a, a thing. I don't even know how you do
2: that. Well, this guy had practice. Okay. Last victim was found in January, 1990. The police finally did a smart thing here. There's been a manhunt on for the Genesee River Killer. Yep. <clears throat> Art hung out in Dunkin' Donuts on Monroe Ave. You know the one I'm talking about? I've been there many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to hang out there, and so did the cops. And he would just hang out there and listen to the cops talk about what they're doing to try to catch the guy who was murdering the prostitutes. Smart. That's what he did. He, he fucking was avoiding the cops. For a dummy, he was pretty slick. But the cops came up with a good idea, and I actually have to give them a lot of credit. FBI profilers said that this guy returns to the scene. Right. And the reason they said it is because the head was chopped off after the body, you know, was already dead for a while. Like, they could tell different things from the bodies. signs. Covered in semen. Yeah. 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 All, all those types of things. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. There was lots of ways to tell <laughs> that this guy was coming back to the scene. Yeah. So what they decided to do is they, they're like, oh, it's a hooker. Just fucking leave her out there. He'll come back. And that's what they did. They stalked this area. Sure enough, Shawcross was masturbating as he sat in his car on a bridge over the creek in which the body of his final victim was floating. He got caught with his pants down. He was arrested, and uh, when they looked into his criminal record, the RPD was floored because they had no idea that he was in the city. Here's the real creeps, ladies and gentlemen. The Rochester, New York State Parole Board let this motherfucker loose in Rochester and never warned the police.
4: Yeah, wouldn't he be on like some type of a registry or something for? Never
2: warned the police.
4: Yeah, I mean, once you like fuck a kid and then eat his penis while you're jerking off, I think that you have to be on some type of registry for that.
2: You would think. You would think so. His murder spree was officially ended. He tried to plead insanity, and they were like, "Nah, <laughs> nah, yeah, you just, just go dumb. to jail." Two hundred and fifty years in prison, Carl. But because this is Valentine's Day, there is a happy ending for old Art. He stayed married to Rosie until she died in the spring of 1997. Oh wow! And then, in a jailhouse wedding ceremony, he married Clara, the bitch whose car he borrowed to commit all the murders in. Oh, that's here's a cute. picture of their wedding. Oh, wow, she's a looker. Wow. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, what
4: is it about girls?
2: They're always attracted to creeps. I'm telling you. Now we're in- both
4: married. What is that?
2: bizarre i like to think that it's just fucking god's mercy maybe it's just rochester but uh this was his uh this is what he felt about his victims when asked if he was remorseful
3: doesn't bother you at all
2: no
1: i think about a lot of things but for some reason i don't
2: have a conscience i don't have remorse for anything no remorse for anything ladies and gentlemen
4: well he seems to understand that thirteen it's a bodies
2: weird. under this motherfucker, and he is a heavy motherfucker, ladies and gentlemen. My creep this week, Artie Chalky Milk Shawcross.
4: Wow. Well, if you want to encourage that type of presentation in the future, please vote for Vinny.
2: Holy shit! I told you he's a hall of famer. Just happened. He is a hall of <laughs> famer, and I tried to keep out the shitty information. I tried All to right. just go with the fucking. Hot Let's point. move on and
4: have some fun, shall we? I brought the creepiest Rochesterian. Andrew Cuomo's not from here. Harriet Tubman. Get, she's I'm, not from here. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's was, that was for Anthony Cobia fans. No. The, but the creepiest Rochesterian. Susan
2: B. Anthony. Everybody knows Susan
4: that. B. Anthony. Yes. Susan B. Anthony, who was very much a part of the reason that women are able to vote in our elections. Did you know oh, Jesus that? Jesus Christ. In the United States of America, we allow women to vote in our elections. And it's because of Susan B. Anthony. And hey, ladies that are that, listening,
2: remember this week. Be that
4: guy. And because of that, us Rochesterians voted in Mayor Lovely Warren. That's right. My creep this week is former Mayor Lovely Warren, who was elected to be our mayor in 2013. Honest
2: to God, best mayor we ever had.
4: Started January of 2014. You know what the first thing she did after uh, starting her duties as the mayor? She hired her uncle. That's right. She decided that she needed armed bodyguards, even though no other mayors ever had this. Put these armed bodyguards on city payroll, and one of them was her uncle. So the very first thing she did is started hooking up her family. Because and there's friends. a lot of
2: lunatics like you running around. They're and all
4: then, and are you going to argue with me on Lovely Ward? Are you insane? She's no Artie Shawcross. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. I mean, she's still young. She's got. She's got time. <laughs> in tw- I, you might remember this too. This is funny. In 2014, her Facebook account was suspended. Because she was going back and forth with somebody who lives in the suburbs about uh, removing a homeless encampment. And she wrote – this is the mayor of our city. She writes to him, "Um, I'll tell them to put the tents on your front lawn and use the bathroom where you have to walk. Let's see what happens. Stay in your lane and let me worry about the city. Well, was it – didn't she
2: live in the suburbs?
4: Yes. Well, and also – she claimed that she was hacked. She goes, uh, someone hacked my Facebook and Twitter account. And that was the reason when after these things all surface, all the screen capture surface from that. Oh God. Do you remember when we used to have the red light camera program in our city, Vinny?
2: I got four of those motherfucking tickets. Yeah.
4: In December of 2016, she did away with it. Now Yay! I'm, I'm actually for that, but this is interesting. The insurance industry objected to that, citing that its own studies showed cities that used the red light cameras between 2010 and 2014 had a 21% drop in the number of fatal red light running crashes, while cities that stopped using the cameras had a 30% increase in such deaths. Basically, what you're seeing here is
2: people be walking in the road and people be not paying attention to red lights. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Let's be real. Okay. Would you rather have 30% more people who can't afford dying by being hit by cars or have to pay like 40, 80 bucks a year in oh, yeah. those tickets? What would oh. you rather have?
4: So listen, the funny part about this, because I hated the red light cameras when they came in. I'm not a fan of them at all. But the reason why she got rid of them is because she wanted the rich people paying all of these tickets and unfortunately was hitting all the poor people instead because they're the ones running all the red lights. So she goes, we're capturing the wrong people here, so we got to just get rid of the program altogether. It wasn't punishing the right people in her mind.
2: Oh, well, that (laughs) is a problem, actually. That's not.
4: (laughs) That's pretty funny. It's like, oh, shit, you mean uh, the people who voted for me are the ones who are running all the red lights? Well, then we got to get rid of that. That's not cool. Got to keep your constituents happy. Following the 2017 mayoral election, Uh, in which two of Warren's primary opponents filed separate complaints. The New York State Board of Elections found evidence that Warren's campaign violated finance and campaigning laws Mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. her PAC and alleged that the mayor was directly involved. So this was some campaign finance bullshit that she got busted on. We all know how much you care about that. It, it took until October of 2020 when Warren was indicted on two felony charges of breaking campaign finance rules. She pled not guilty to both charges. Had the had the case gone to trial, which it didn't, um, she would have, and it resulted in the conviction. She would have faced up to a four-year prison sentence, have her law license revoked, and would have been removed as the uh, mayor. But, of course, this dragged on for a very, very long time. Yeah, she
2: was very good at stalling this whole she thing. She was,
4: yes, because this just dragged on. She was just the mayor the whole time, even though she's guilty of this. Now, she got some serious backlash with a gentleman named Daniel Prude. Do you remember what happened with Daniel Prude in this city?
2: Uh, Yeah, I do.
4: In March of 2020, the RPD uh, inconveniently killed this guy as they were trying to uh, arrest him yeah he was hit. he was on meth, wasn't he? He was on all sorts of shit, yeah, yeah. he was fucked up, and they put like a uh, something over his his head uh so he couldn't see and they wrestled him down to the ground and they ended up killing him. Well, he was in his
2: underwear in the middle of the street, yes, in
4: March, and it was it snowy night yeah. he was uh he was a little bit crazy. but what's interesting though is they covered it up, and Warren said, we, we don't want this to get out because this is when a, a lot of bad things were happening uh, across the country with Black Lives Matter. And they're like, we can't let this get out. This would be a big problem. And so she covered it up and denied she knew anything about it. And actually, she threw our police chief, LaRon Singletary, under the bus. And LaRon was like, uh-uh, she yeah. knew. So he had to resign because we had riots in this city. We had a lot of bullshit going on because of this. And so he was forced to resign. And then he came out and he goes, lovely Warren knew about all of this shit all along and she was covering it up and she wanted us
2: to cover it up as well. So that was kind of a scandal. If you remember, I do, but the best. So when did she choke a prostitute to death with her penis? The
4: best was May 19th, 2021. And I'll play you the news report. Um, having to do with her husband.
2: The husband of Rochester Mayor Lovely Warren, Timothy Granison, pleading not guilty to drug and weapons charges in a Rochester courtroom this morning. Granison, one of seven people arrested so far as part of an alleged mid-level drug ring in Rochester. This after state police executed a search warrant at the mayor's home last night. The mayor has not been charged, but DA Sandra Dorley says the investigation is ongoing.
4: So her husband mid, was in this uh, crack and cocaine drug ring that they were investigating. And it wasn't as if they were going after her husband. He just, all this wiretapping they were doing, they just realized he was part of it.
0: Dorley says about four months into the investigation, Granison became a target. So the DA's office stopped working with RPD and called in the New York State Police. She says they found cocaine and an unregistered firearm in Granison's home and confirms the mayor is still living there as well. Police say the mayor wasn't home at the time the search warrant was executed, but her daughter was. They allowed Granison to speak to his daughter, then she called a family member to come pick her up.
2: Um, Mom dad is being taken out by the FBI and the police. So this is great because- Can I have a juice box? Here we have
4: our mayor, the mayor of our city. The police raid her house, find firearms, $100,000 in cash, crack, powdered cocaine, and a 12-year-old is home alone. Her daughter was there home alone. Yeah. So
2: she got all (laughs) the drugs off the streets. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And she didn't burden the taxpayer. She had her child watch them.
4: Well, according to lovely Warren, she had no idea what was going on with all of this. She wasn't part of it at all.
0: I did not know about the guns or drugs. I did not own gun or drugs. And I have and will continue to move our community forward. I want everyone to know that I have since learned that the gun was registered to my mother-in-law. And I have truly, truly been sorry about all of this that our community faces.
2: So she went on. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. If I ever get arrested for anything, I'm going to try to blame my mother-in-law. That's awesome. (laughs) That's (laughs) That's
0: kind of a fun angle. (laughs) I
2: give her credit for that. That's funny. Yeah, that is is pretty good. So I like how she pretends she never came home. Yeah. And was like, Timothy, would you get your crack off of the counter? I tried
4: to cook dinner. Right. And then she tried to make up that they had been separated for years, her and her husband, which nobody knew this. And now all of a sudden she's like, look, we're co-parenting. They're not parenting at all. And they live together. And she didn't know anything that was going on. And the ball is on this woman. After this goes down to try to turn it around and make it seem like they were going after her. She gave this speech, the I woke up speech. And I, I love this idea that you could just repeat the same phrase over and over again. And all of a sudden you're Martin Luther King she was really going for that people
2: really do try she was really going for that this actually makes me hurt i don't want to listen to this audio i it actually makes me squirm go ahead this is creepy i
0: woke up with my daughter in my arms she looked at me and said mommy this is not your fault
2: your
4: daughter's wrong
0: don't give up i woke up to the fact that the man that i have signed a separation agreement with many years ago and both of us making a conscious decision in the interest of our child to co-parent together, is accused of committing a crime. I woke up to the fact that some people would do anything to try and break me. You see, I woke up to the fact that the State Board of Elections would lie and send documents full of untruths, a document that did not follow the law sent to the DA a DA who was eager and angry at me for supporting her opponent—that she would even make a deal with a convicted criminal. To harm
4: right. So she tries to spin it. This is
2: all political. Oh my God! Who's her fucking speechwriter, stuttering John? <laughs> this terrible. is everyone else's
4: fault. It's. I know. It's exactly right. And it's funny because. If you heard that earlier report, what happened was the RPD was working on this case. And then as soon as the mayor's husband was involved, they had to hand it over to the state police to make sure it was not political and had to take away. And then this woman comes out where she should have her tail between her legs and says, you guys are going after me. It's just because the DA is out to get me. Because it, it
2: works, man.
4: Well, it didn't. So, <laughs> no, well, yeah, it's true. None of this worked. <laughs> she was not charged with drug possession, but she was later indicted uh, in July of 2021, along with her husband, for criminal possession of a firearm, two counts of child endangerment, two counts of failure to lock secure firearms in a dwelling. And uh, so what's interesting is she has all these other charges for campaign finance fraud, and now she's got these charges as well. So in October of last year, Warren accepted a plea deal and uh, downgraded her felony charges to misdemeanors with uh, with two assistants also pleading guilty as part of the deal, which also resolves the charges from the child endangerment case. She retains her law license, was forced to resign as of December 1st.
2: Yeah, like a month before yes. her fucking— uh... she, she was voted out anyway. Yeah. I yeah. mean, my
4: God. It's really—I mean, it's laughable how
2: horrible of a mayor this person was. Lovely Warren. Have you seen anything with our new mayor? I haven't. Yeah, he is a nerd. Yeah, he's a (laughs) dork. I follow him on Instagram. Yeah. And one morning, he was like, right and early, he's like, I'm live on Instagram. I'm shoveling my walk to be a good neighbor. You should be a good neighbor, too. I was okay. like, okay. Sir, that's not content, sir. I know. It's not
4: good content no. watching you shovel. Uh, so maybe I'll bring him as my creep in a couple of years when I get grab all of his Instagram videos. Oh, but. they'll catch
2: him eventually. He's up to something. So, Where do people vote nowadays? Because that's been changing a little bit. Well, we are back to the creepoff.com. Okay. Everything is back on the new server as of Saturday afternoon. Everything's been moved over. I want to thank Ryan for helping me out and getting that done. I would also like to put out an open call to anybody who is a web designer that likes the show and gets what we do. Uh, Send me a note. I want to talk to you. I got some things I want to do to this site to improve it for everybody, and uh, we got some money for you if you're good. Cool. Um, Also, before we get into the voicemail segment, I also need to announce we are officially on Rumble, baby. Yeah. Uh, YouTube. Are you listening to YouTube? (laughs) Are you going to threaten YouTube with our hundreds of views? Suck my dick, YouTube. (laughs) Let's rumble! (laughs) We're over on Rumble. Cool. Uh, What are the rules
4: at Rumble? Are there rules over there?
2: Listen, if you want to go over there, you can watch our show. Then just click over and watch Alex Jones right after. You'll have a good time. So if you want to check out Rumble, please do. Subscribe to us over there. It does help us out because they are way more fair with uh, their equity In terms of uh, monetization of videos. You
4: fucking know all
2: about this shit. (laughs) Yeah. So please check us out there. Subscribe. So far, 23 of you have. And we didn't even announce it on the show yet. So great job. Thank Thank you. you. Hop on that. And our contest, our Race to 500 patrons for the Vinny and Carl roast. It's not that far out of reach. We're 50 away. Okay, great. Tell your friends. Get there. Get signed up by the end of this month. It's got to be by midnight on March 1st, ladies and gentlemen. If we don't have 500, it ain't happening, and we're not offering it again. Please help us out so we can get this roast going. it yeah. be a lot of fun. We're going to give you all some, some great content. Now, also, we announced recently we are going to allow our patrons to challenge us to a game of the creep-off. That's right. We want to remind you folks, you could send your submissions. All we want you to do is uh, challenge us, tell us who you want to challenge, either Carl or I, and what the category is, and then we will let the listeners vote who we actually play in the game. So- Hold on a
4: second. Th- so there's one problem with this.
2: Yeah. Someone can find, like, a really
4: awful creep mm-hmm. and then come up with a category that we can't compete.
2: I'll find a worse one. Okay. Hey, right, you find my creep for me then, please. <laughs> never. I'll never help you. All right. All cool. right, so those are the little announcements. Are you ready to do some voicemails? Yeah, let's, uh, we got a sponsor for this? We certainly do
4: off voicemail segment is brought to you by the city of syracuse looking for some last minute valentine's day plans please enjoy one of our eight restaurants the new york health department declares acceptable (laughs) see
2: you in syracuse no you won't all right carl this first voicemail came in and i had to cringe a little bit but um i could not agree with this wonderful wonderful smart caring beautiful woman more classy woman
3: Hi, if this is Carl, I think you are a dirty rat. How can you make my baby boy have to do the polar plunge again next year <laughs> because you didn't take any pictures? You are a rat.
2: She's not wrong. Sorry, Mrs. Paulino. She was very upset at you, and I'm not kidding you. She said to me, she called me said, I watched this video, mm-hmm. and he didn't film it. <laughs> What a jerk. And he's going to try to make you do it again. She was so mad. I said, Mom, tell him how mad you are. And I gave her the voicemail. That's (laughs) awesome. That's what we got. That's hilarious. All right. We got a lot of voicemails this week, so let's bust through some of them. This is actually an interesting suggestion.
1: G'day, mate. I just have a quick suggestion that I think could really improve the show. And that is that when you guys have your wildcard weeks, which are fine, I think a couple of rules could actually really improve that. And that is that I think wildcards should not be a a murderer or b a child rapist of any kind. Um, I know that rules out 99% of creeps, but it still leaves a lot. And you know, guys like me just miss the stories about you know guys injecting women with their semen through a syringe or just digging up dead bodies and
4: putting them around the house to keep them company. Uh, just a humble suggestion. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye.
2: That's a perfect voicemail. It was that. helpful. Yeah, I agree. And he had a whimsical accent. Yep. Yep. Uh, good day to you too, mate. And uh, he ended with the proper sign-off. Great job. What's, uh, let's do that next week. Uh, Wildcard. Wildcard can't be a murderer or child rapist. Done. Just love because it. that was such a good voicemail. Good under idea. 45 seconds. Good idea. Uh, this guy uh, is someone who voted for you last week. Hey, man. I uh, had to go with Carl this week because mm-hmm. as a Philadelphia man myself... I can confirm that like, 90% of the people there are schizophrenics who eat dog food.
4: I mean, have you seen Kensington? It's like, there's a million of those guys walking around. So,
2: you know,
1: had to go with Loftable on this one. But, hey, go fuck yourself. Uh, love
4: you. Something like that. Bye.
2: So close. Yes. Well, good job. Very good. Thank you. Uh, we have a poem that was written for us. Oh, good. Hey Carl, hey Vinny. Uh, in spite of uh, Valentine's Day, I got a little a uh, poem right here for you yeah, guys.
1: You, so Valentine. here goes: Roses are red, violets are blue. Crime sucks, so does Vinny and you. Carl has club feet. Vinny is fat. The voting is rigged, <laughs> and Cuomo is a rat. The podcast is great. All I have to say is that Stut Joe is a creep, and that's a dead giveaway. Anyways. Go fuck yourself, guys. Have
2: a great one. Thank you. My neighbor got big testicles because we see this dude every day. Every
4: day we eat ribs with this dude. Hey, speaking of Cuomo, do you see what's going on with this asshole? He wants to
2: get back into politics. He wants
4: to run for the fucking governor again. He's like, hey. I was never convicted of anything. I just stepped down. Uh, you know, he, he resigned, so now he thinks he can just run again. And I I guarantee this fucking state will vote for him, too. He'll be our
2: governor. Uh, again, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, this is a nice voicemail for me. Hey, Vinny and Carl.
4: I'm still in the back catalog around mid-70s. Listening to Vinny talk about how he drove around listening to a Dave Matthews CD when he broke up with a chick. <laughs> I did the same shit. Oh, no. And for that reason, I will be voting for Vinny until the end of time. Oh, gross. I, <laughs> That's I, the worst reason to vote for Vinny.
2: I gotta say, though, so many bad reasons. I hope this doesn't change his voting preferences, but it was because uh, a, a girl broke up with me. It was that. I did that <laughs> to her. Uh, she was like, I'm done with this fucking lunatic.
4: Which song do you listen to? Crash? Spoon, spoon Ugh, stir in, spoon. Stirring
2: my coffee another guy yeah, listening to back episode episodes 45 is like ish now but
1: uh, my idea for the kill yourself on the wheel it actually works now since i got to the parts where you know it's basically just winner's choice winner's choice
2: or you kill yourself vinnie winnie people's champ. i think that should go on the wheel
4: suicide is gonna go on the wheel
2: you know what I Winner's try a choice. lot harder winner's choice is not bad <laughs> winner's choice is pretty good winner's choice is pretty good that's, that's- interesting yeah, I could get I could get down with that. Yeah, because then we could be extra fucking dicky to each other. And you, dude, need to do your goddamn consequence. You still need to do your Carl Hamburger consequence. You are a smirking motherfucker. I know. And I, I am not hamburger. pleased with you. I jumped in a goddamn lake. I've done every fucking consequence I need to do. I am the fucking conqueror of consequences. And you just sit there grinning, grinning at me. Am I the dumb one here? Yes. <laughs> Nick, you're right. (laughs) It just dawned on me. (laughs) Turns out (laughs) I'm the idiot. This whole time.
4: This was 100 100 episodes it took. (laughs) This whole thing was all your idea. And I'm just like, yeah, we'll we'll pretend that we'll do all that stuff. Sure, Vinny, why not? No, I got to do that. I'll get on it. I got to do the hamburger video thing. I gotta
2: be tied of a hamburger and bounce around like Maddox does. So someone left us a voicemail during the show that I have not heard. So let's see what happens. Right. Creeps. Congrats on 100 episodes of trash. Here's to 100 episodes more. Thanks, bud. Yeah. yeah. God damn Carl. We're got knocked off the internet again. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to watch us live because it never works. It's great. Yeah, that's so why we will not be live anymore. Yeah, it's not worth it. It's not. It's a pain in the ass. Okay. Scum parade, Carl. Here we go. A registered nurse, a male nurse, mind you, yeah. is wanted for beating a coworker with a wrench and setting her on fire at a Hackensack University Medical Center. God love Jersey. Dude, this is crazy. Somehow I was able
4: to get the audio of this happening.
2: Oh, an exclusive. Yeah. Have I used that one before? I, I don't remember. know, but I love it. <laughs> Witnesses said... <laughs> she was on fire nicholas pagano 31 who is considered armed and dangerous was found dead of an apparently self-inflicted gunshot wound about 8 a.m tuesday in waterford according to the burgeon county prosecutor's office pagano was wanted for the attempted murder aggravated arson aggravated assault and weapons possession the registered nurse attacked a 54 year old hospital staffer in a break room early monday before fleeing the hospital in his jeep have you ever been that mad at a coworker? I'm never mad enough to set someone on fire at 5.15 a.m. Wow. I'm usually sleepy at that time. Interesting fact, the woman was in critical condition last Monday, but Pagano was not scheduled to work that day. Yeah. This is dedication. And I do have to hats off to
4: those nurses out there who go in on their day off, 5 a.m., they're in there. Just to make
2: more work for everyone else. (laughs) Well,
4: right. (laughs) That, that, That might be a problem,
2: but... Ah, So this whole thing is fucking nuts. They said that he came in at 515 a.m. and they heard a woman's scream. Mm -hmm. The witnesses then observed the victim running in the hallway with Pagano chasing her and striking her with what appeared to be a wrench. Police later recovered a wrench from the scene. There was also charring located in the break room area where the victim was believed to have been sitting. There was no witnesses to the attack, and the motive was unclear, and now he's dead, so we have no idea what this woman did. Oh, I know what she did. She was a raging cunt. You've you've worked with these people, Vinny.
4: You've wanted to set people on fire at work before. I can actually name three of them right now, but I won't.
2: I only know one, and I'm looking at him. <laughs> so this guy, he's a registered nurse. He was up. He's a third-party contractor. He's not even hired by the hospital. They just needed staff because people are unvaccinated, and they all got fired. So they hire this fucking lunatic to come in. And uh, here we are. He had zero disciplinary uh, records in the consumer affair database. He had a clean record. And apparently, he just went over the fucking deep end, and now he is dead. Hell of a story. That was interesting, yeah. All right. This is also a real fun one, kids. Days after a three-year-old girl's body was found in a trash bag, I believe this is in Wisconsin, Oskota Township, the girl's mother told an investigator she hallucinated Spongebob said kill the girl or face death from her television. You know, it's funny. I stopped watching <laughs> I watching Spongebob, but it got pretty crazy in the later
4: seasons, apparently. Holy yeah. shit. That's fun.
2: You need to kill her.
4: <laughs> you know that uh, Stimpy once told me to drink and drive? No lie. I didn't want
2: to do it. Stimpy insisted. I remember a Bert and Ernie once told me, yeah. to a, told me to stab my mother with scissors. I think Bert and Ernie told you to have another snack. Yeah. They're good friends. Yeah, I know. Okay. So, uh, February 4th, Justine Johnson, 22 years old, is charged with first degree child abuse and felony murder related to the September 16th death of Sutton Moser. Two days before her death, Sutton Moser turned three. Uh, the conversation was very pieced out when they were trying to interview her after they found this body. So overall, the conversation, for what I conclude, was that near the date of the 16th, she had left her mother's house, walking and passed out in the graveyard. This is, the, this is a very weird story. Yes, it is. Eberline said Johnson told him she tried to kill herself in her own apartment. She also told him what she could remember about what was happening to her daughter. She told me that she didn't remember the specifics of what happened to Sutton. She was experiencing hallucinations due to heroin withdrawal and not sleeping for approximately two weeks. Yeah,
4: not sleeping for two weeks. Was she avoiding Freddy Krueger? Who doesn't sleep for two weeks? That's not even
2: possible. It's not possible. It's not possible. I think you go mental. And also, if you're using heroin, I'm pretty sure you fell asleep.
4: (laughs) Right, that's what I mean.
2: She's strung out
4: on heroin. She's like, I just can't sleep. I I can't figure that out. Okay.
2: Yeah. So the investigator, Ryan Eberlin, who she was talking to here, said Johnson's brother, Kensley Johnson Jr. said when he came home from work about 3.30 to 4 a.m. on September 7th, he asked his younger brother where the sister and her daughter were. He went to the back of the house and saw a child's foot sticking out of a bag and did not know what was in... The bag at the time this is a very sloppy crime scene she
4: she shoves the dead three-year-old in the garbage can and the foot's just sticking
2: out and the brother's 17 years old by the (laughs) way he he sees the foot sticking out of the trash bag and told his other brother they called the police and the police found out showed the kid found sutton moser wrapped in bedding and placed in the garbage bag dressed only in a pink and white disposable diaper justine johnson there's gonna be a pre-trial for her and she's in jail without any bond Wow. This this kid was dressed like you. Okay. I'm not wearing a diaper. Oh, you're not? Okay. You don't like my Hitman hoodie? It's pink and white. Nothing wrong with that. It's very pretty. Thank you. (laughs) Pretty in pink today. Nicholas Peter Scuria. He's a 32-year-old, and he's charged with two counts of murder, abuse of a corpse, and possession of an instrument of crime. According to court records, police responded to Willow Apartments in Clinton Heights, New Jersey, for a domestic violence call from a neighbor at 4.41 a.m. The neighbor said they woke up to loud screams coming from the other apartment. The neighbor, who was not identified, said that it suddenly became quiet, and then he heard sawing-like sounds and gathering and shifting of plastic materials.
4: You ready for a pro tip, Vinny? What's that? When you're sawing your victim apart, put on some music. Go ahead and just... Crank some tunes while you're
2: doing that. Carl, would you listen to Ween or The Beatles while you dismember someone? I would probably go back and forth between the two. Yeah. 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 Uh, any particular albums you would recommend for listening to?
4: You Really, when you're sawing uh, a woman up, all of the albums are good. You can't make a bad decision on that one. Is my point. Okay. Okay.
2: When the cops showed up, one of the officers saw a light on in the first floor apartment and walked around back where he peered through the bedroom window. That's where he spotted Peter Scuria sitting on the bed, uh, sawing a female victim's left leg with a machete. Listen, I get it. I watch mob movies, and sawing people up looks like a lot of fun. It looks like a lot of work. It looks it's like it's way just more lot of fun. Ask podcast hitman what he thinks. Oh, if he gave off work.
4: He gave up he pretty quit, quickly. Quit. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this
2: is a lot of fucking work. Yeah, he fucking just threw newspaper on her and shit. <laughs> that fucking asshole. <laughs> So they they noticed that the corpse had been beheaded and was lying on the floor. Police forced their way inside and arrested Scurria at gunpoint. Uh, As cops escorted a handcuffed Scurria to a squad car parked out front, he made unsolicited statements to the police like, quote, she tried to cut off my balls. Oh Well, there you go. Under questioning, Scurria told detectives that he and the victim lived together and gotten into an argument and that the unnamed woman considered their relationship over. The defendant stated that during the argument, he knocked the victim unconscious after repeatedly striking her in the head in the face and concludes the defendant admitted he attempted to get rid of the evidence by dismembering various parts of the victim's body. He's like, if I get rid of her head, they'll never know I punched her today. Right. (laughs) Brilliant. Hey, just for the ladies out there, uh, we like our balls, and please don't threaten to remove them. It will not end well for you. That's a good tip. Another tip. That's a solid tip. So any album you want, don't threaten to cut off balls. Lots we're learning Correct. in 100 episodes. Domestic of the
4: violence off. always needs a soundtrack. All right? Because otherwise, those nosy neighbors are going to assume that's not a movie that you're
2: watching. Is this guy listening to the Fame soundtrack again?
4: <laughs> yes. They're just going to think you're an asshole not uh, someone who's murdering their girlfriend.
2: All right. Based on the defendant's statement at the time of the arrest, and response to what the defendant perceived as a threat to his masculinity, he brutally killed and then dismembered his victim. His actions were cowardly as well as evil. Okay. And according to the DA, his he will be cowardly. prosecuted to the full extent Why of the law. Why does it say his actions were cowardly? What does that have to do with that? What does that even mean? Tough talk. Probably an election coming up. Stupid. Huh. A Sydney cleaner admitted she killed her 92-year-old client in a frenzied attack. Yep. But said she's only guilty of manslaughter because she blacked out. I can't remember anything. Um, being blacked out does not excuse you from crimes, according to my attorney. So I don't know why she's even saying that. Oh, fucking Popak. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on a second. She says, she's I, I killed her, but I'm only going to plead guilty to manslaughter. Like She's trying to force a plea bargain here, and it's probably not yeah. going to happen. Yeah. This lady's name is Hanny Papachalua. I was hoping you would try to pronounce that. I don't think that's even close. Papa, uh, <laughs> Papa Chalula. <laughs> I'm going Papa Chalula. Hey, Papa Chalua. Uh, Said she doesn't remember bashing Marjorie Wealth with her own walking stick after arriving at her Ashbury home in Sydney's Inner West on the day she was not scheduled to clean on January 2019. So a lot of people going into work on days they're not supposed to be yeah, there. Yeah, that's the that's what we're seeing here. Listen, if you you want to avoid workplace violence, avoid the guy who shouldn't be at work that day. Good point. That's a good tip. You see a guy who's like, hey, he's not supposed to be here in a day. Fucking go the other way. Just walk away. Yes. Do okay. not become collateral damage, kids. This woman claims she has no recollection of stabbing this woman with a kitchen knife, smashing her over the head with a fucking pot. Miss Welsh died from her injuries 6 weeks later after she was attacked in her kitchen. Yeah, she couldn't even
4: take out a 92-year-old right that at how old is she? 94. Yeah, this Papachula, she
2: sucks. <laughs> she sucks at murdering old people. She told the Supreme Court jury that all she remembers is waking up in a pool of blood and seeing Mrs. Welsh's body on the ground after she was woken up by an alarm. Yeah. She said, "Quote I wake up surrounded by blood. I wake up surrounded by a knife, she said in the witness box. Uh, Marge was in front (laughs) of the- She's doing the,
4: I wake up. I wake up, my daughter tells me I'm not
2: in trouble. I wake up. I
4: wake up. And the DA's got to get me. And I wake up and-
2: (laughs) I wake up and Marge was in front of the fridge with a lot of blood. I just grabbed the cloth and I just ran, she said. I just wanted to see my son. I was in shock. I didn't know what was happening. Sure. When asked why she attacked her client, she said, I don't know. Every day I ask myself the same question. I, I just don't know, but I will take that manslaughter plea. Her statements of memory loss were at odds with what she told police in an interview right after her arrest. Never talk to cops. <laughs> Never talk to cops. So much helpful advice in this episode. Uh, in her statement to the police during a three-hour interview, she told officers she acted in self-defense. Mm. And Miss Welsh accused her of stealing $50 and pulled a knife on her. I tried to get the knife. I was kicking her. And then I just said, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. She said in the interview room. She tried to get up and she hit her head on the fridge, she said. Then she fell on (laughs) the pot. She
4: fell on a knife. Another knife. Say chowder.
2: (laughs) Like, that's what this is. This I didn't do anything. She accused me of stealing and that this bitch just got clumsy. Yeah, what what a clumsy 94-year-old woman. Uh, The 38-year-old admitted she was up gambling until the early hours of the morning that day. She wasn't scheduled to work. She was out gambling and drinking the night before. It's the Crown's case that she went to Mrs. Welsh's Holden Street home to steal money, thinking she was away, but attacked her when she realized she was home. Right. She admitted to carrying out the attack, but denied rummaging around the house for cash, despite leaving a blood smear on the inside of Mrs. Welsh's cupboard. Under cross-examination, they asked her, you killed Marjorie Welsh, didn't you? She said, yes, I plead guilty for manslaughter. Right. That's what she keeps doing. Like, she's going to force the court.
4: As she keeps saying, I don't remember. I, I was blacked out. I have no idea. And then they got her with one gotcha question. This is yep. like Columbo or something. Just one more
2: thing. Uh, you beat Miss Welsh with her own walking stick, Mr. Taylor asked. She goes, I don't know, she replied. You're pretending that you've forgotten that you beat beaten Samish Welsh. You're pretending, aren't you? He asked. She said no. And then he asked her again, you heard Miss Welsh cry out, why, Hanny, Why? A sobbing Miss Papachula responded, I was remembering she uh, she was saying, go, go. My hand was blood and knife. I was blacked out. That's what she said. She told the court more than 100 times, I don't know and I don't remember, in relation to the question over and over again about the attack. Uh, but at the times, regained partial recall. When asked if she pulled out a knife from the drawer, she said, no, the trial is still going on <laughs> Dummy. right me.
4: Well, you can't just keep saying, I don't know, I don't remember anything, and then like, yeah, but did you grab the knife from the – drawer no right. Oh shit
2: <laughs> yeah exactly how could
4: you kill someone wearing their pajamas she wasn't wearing pajamas
2: oh okay oh, right shit. <laughs> when she said no it's pretty much given up the whole fucking <laughs> yeah make them up whoopsie yeah so There's she's a dummy go. she is a dummy and i hope she ends up in prison and i hope that uh, the 94 year old's family are not as clumsy as she was all right we got a bonus uh story here this is a fun one this is a fun one and i think this is a perfect way to end episode 100 Four years ago, a gentleman by the name Christian Marie sobbed in court and begged for mercy for running a child porn ring that targeted vulnerable teenage girls on the internet. He manipulated them into performing sex acts online and even convinced some to cut themselves while the Predators watched. Yeah,
4: he Basically, they found suicidal girls and then got off on them, like, cutting themselves and shit.
2: Well, he's dead now. Oh, okay. And... I love this story. Mm-hmm. This is what happens when you fuck with kids. Here's your real fucking tip today. Don't fuck with kids because this is what is going to happen to you.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's not looked at favorably in prison.
2: This is th- this is why I want to tell this story. I want yep. you all to know what the fuck will happen to you. So if you're fucking looking at this shit, fucking stop it. God damn you. How many hard drives do you need, right? One. One. And it's not for CP. (laughs) One hard drive is all you need. You just need one hard drive for podcasts. They're big files. He's dead now. He was kicked, stomped, stabbed, and thrown down a flight of stairs in the federal prison in Michigan. Uh, Among the attackers was a convicted bank robber who this week admitted to his crime showing no emotion. He pled guilty to second degree murder and explained to a federal judge what he did. The guy's name is Adam Wright, and he has the best nickname ever, Creeper. Yes. Yes. Creeper! Go Creeper! He admitted that he kicked and stomped Marie in the head on January 2nd, 2019. According to his plea agreement, Wright did this with another inmate named Sniper. And then another guy stabbed him with a shank while they were kicking and killing him. Wright and Sniper, a third inmate, inmate, threw Marie's body down a flight of metal stairs. He expressed he had great remorse for what he did. I'm sure... I'm very sorry, Your Honor. I uh, I plead guilty. I really feel bad about destroying this pedophile to the point he's no longer recognized as a person. Well, what I love about these guys who
4: did this is that they go around intimidating everyone in the prison. And who's having more fun than these guys in this crew? They're already in prison. There's not anything else they can do. So they just go around beating people up, murdering people. They're the best. They should make a movie about these guys.
2: Yeah, they you can't sa- do anything to stop them. They just, they love it. They said their brazen and violent acts were on display for their fellow inmates to see, causing them to fear possible repercussions or cooperate in any manner with the investigation and the prosecution. These
4: guys have life figured out. So
2: there's a reminder: no one's going to help you. Correct. No one is going to help you. The other prisoners aren't going to go. Oh yeah, it was them. They're not going to say shit. Yep. You're <laughs> fucked. That's really all I wanted to say, very good, ladies and gentlemen. You will be fucked up. Get help. Carl, thank you for doing 100 episodes of this goddamn show with me. Yes, same here, Vinny. Maybe we'll do 100 more someday. Or we could just take it. We just end it now.
4: <laughs> we could, yeah. We could
2: just call it a day. Uh, what do we have to do? A few, uh, few more and then we can get Dick on the show? Yeah, we got to do, uh, what is it, 108? Something like have that. Dick. Dick will come on the show anytime we ask him to. But oh, that's probably true, out. too. <laughs> yeah, it's not like he would not come on the show, I don't think. It's probably true. Yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, remember... It's nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. Gagia!
1: This guy deserves a smack upside the head.
2: What a dick!